presents this unabridged recording of The Tesla Legacy, written by Robert G. Barrett and read by Dino Monica. The book has a dedication. The author would like to thank the following people for their invaluable help in the writing and research of this book. The staff at Newcastle Public Library, the staff at Musclebrook Library, the staff at Scone Library, Rihanna and Layla Fibbins at the Belmore Hotel Scone, Mrs. Robin Miller at the Just Reddit Bookshop Terrigal, artist and navigator Die Human, fellow Tesla buff Peter Lemon. The author would also like to thank the New South Wales National Parks and Wildlife Service for the information on Burning Mountain and the Wanarua people of the Hunter Valley for a beautiful legend from the Dreamtime. This book is dedicated to Captain Paul Watson of Sea Shepherd. A message from the author, photos and information regarding the writing and research of this book can be found on the author's website at www.robertgbarrett.com.au The Indian miner bird never knew what hit it. One minute, it was strutting along the wooden railing towards the two peewees picking at their food in the plastic dish. The next second, a lead sinker smashed into its chest, killing it instantly. Its startled mate watched it tumble onto the wooden sun deck, but instead of flying away, it fluttered up onto the branch of a tree above the railing, not sure what was going on. It had barely landed when from out of nowhere another lead sinker smashed into its throat and broke its neck. The minor bird's eyes littered over and it fell out of the tree, landing dead in the thick grass below the sun deck. The man standing in the dining room, wearing a white t-shirt and blue cargoes, lowered the slingshot and stepped through the open flyscreen door out into the sunlight. He looked at the first dead minor bird for a moment, then contemptuously kicked it off the sun deck with the toe of his right foot. When it landed next to its mate in the grass below, the man smiled down in triumph at the two dead minor birds. Gotcha, you bastards, he said. Both of you. The two peewees took almost no notice of the violence that had just happened. They did stop picking at the pieces of bread for a moment to look up at the man standing nearby. Then, after giving him a nod of friendly recognition, continued eating. It had taken Newcastle electrician Mick Vincent six frustrating weeks to kill the two minor birds on the sun deck of his Bar Beach home. A month and a half of watching them bully and steal the food he'd laid out for the two little peewees he affectionately called Ike and Tina, only to see the minor birds fly off as soon as he eased the fly screen door open to get a shot at them. Eventually Mick realised the best way to get the minor birds would be to leave the fly screen open, wait in the half-light at the table next to the kitchen with his slingshot, whack the first one and maybe get the other one if it ever came back. When the second minor bird hung around, Mick couldn't believe his luck. But Mick was quick with a slingshot, quick and deadly accurate. Two years living in a Queensland caravan park while his parents ran a hamburger shop saw to that. Every other ten-year-old kid Mick met in Maribor had a slingshot, 
or ging, made from a small tree fork, two strips of pushbike tube, and the tongue out of a shoe for shooting cane toads. And with a natural eye, it wasn't long before Mick was far and away the best shot amongst the team of young larrikins he hung around with in the caravan park. Young Mick could barrel a cane toad on the hop at 20 metres before the other kids had even loaded up. Even today, Mick had lost none of his skill with a slingshot and still liked to plunk cans and bottles or whatever. However, Mick's grown-up version of a ging using spear gun rubber on a metal frame was infinitely more powerful than the ones he had as a kid and the ball bearings or lead sinkers were infinitely more accurate and deadly than rocks.